Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. I'm so excited to have you join me here today so we can talk about some warm weather, summer's coming, and let's talk about a very special type of tree, the palm tree, and get in that summer mode. But we're going to talk about the palm tree in a way maybe you didn't expect. My goal here today is to share a really amazing story on the design of a palm tree and how we should all aim to be like a palm tree. But before we do, I got a funny papers edition. Here you go. This funny story just happened only a couple short days ago. I'm working with my son and we had just finished an office followed by a one-time cleaning for a real estate agent. And in this cleaning, we were getting the house ready for sale in what I call a sale-ready presentation cleaning. It took about five hours to do. There was a couple mishaps that happened at this job, which will be in a future Funny Papers edition. What I want to share is what happened after the one-time job. So my son, Kenny, 15 years old, working with me on weekends, cleaning offices, also my podcast editor. So if you like this show and the finer points of editing that go on behind the scenes, that would be my son, Kenny. Congratulations to his success. Thank you, Kenny, for your hard work. So after this job, we still had two more offices to clean, knowing we'd be out until close to midnight, and we were getting hungry. So we wanted to find somewhere that was just along the way, a little convenience store. So of course, in the Philadelphia area, the number one convenience stop for any kind of food, pandemic or not, is the Wawa. If you're not familiar with Wawa, you are missing out on a amazing piece of American heritage. <laughs> anyway, so we stop in the Wawa, and there's glass shields for the COVID, and they have people with gloves and masks, and the made-to-order station is open. And right there, before the screens, the touch screens to place your order, they've got some disinfectants. You can wipe down the screen before you use it, and they have some hand sanitizer. Big old vat of hand sanitizer. I said, perfect. My thought was I would wash my hands before we ordered. However, there were no public restrooms available inside the Wawa. Oh, well, here's hand sanitizer. We can use this stuff and then go back to the next location, wash up before we eat. Because that's what I taught in prior podcasts on how to protect your family against COVID-19. Wash your hands frequently, 20 seconds, right? So my son goes and hits one pump on the sanitizer, starts rubbing it in, and I'm thinking, oh, I need a lot more than that to properly sanitize it. So I got three full pumps. Squish, squish, squish. He's rubbing his hands together to rub it in. I'm rubbing mine together. Within about 20 seconds, I noticed something. Have you ever, when you were a kid, or maybe as an adult and you just used being a kid as an excuse, where you put some glue on your hands and you start rubbing it around and it gets stickier and eventually your hands stick together? 
So that was the phenomenon that this hand sanitizer created on both of our hands. It started to get sticky, very sticky. I wiped it off on my pants, didn't work. It was still very sticky. I said, what's up with this stuff, Kenny? He's like, I don't know. Mine's not as bad. I said, well, I did three pumps. He's like, why'd you do that? I said, I don't want, I just wanted extra sanitizer. And so I'm still rubbing, I'm trying to get it off, and my hands are getting sticky. He starts goofing around, he puts his finger on the screen to order, and he pretends that he can't pull it off the screen. He's like, it's stuck, I can't move it. And of course, I put my hand on like a bag of chips, and the bag of chips comes flying off the rack, it's it's not moving. You touch a doorknob, and your hand's stuck to the doorknob. And I said, Kenny, they used Elmer's in this stuff. And people were looking at us. The guys behind the counter like, what is wrong with these two people? Are they crazy? Can't see that we're smiling because we're behind masks. So they don't know if these guys nuts or what. And so here we are using Elmer's hand sanitizer. And I just said, Kenny, I can't even handle the stuff. It's too sticky. I just can't handle the ickiness factor. He said, come on, Dad, let's just order. I said, I can't do it. I can't. All right, let's try. All right, here we go. I I touched the screen to order, but my hands are irritating me too much with stickiness. I said, I can't handle it. Have you ever had maple syrup or glue all over your hands and you can't handle the feeling? Well, that's what I was dealing with right then and there. I said, Kenny, let's go. We left the store, went to the back of my car to my cleaning supplies, got out some organic all-purpose cleaner, cleaned our hands, and then used some glass cleaner and cleaned our hands again. There was no running water anywhere in the back of my car, and I wasn't about to siphon gasoline out to rinse off. That wouldn't have been very helpful. But with some paper towel and some cleaners, we were able to extract the Elmer's off of our hands, wipe it down. We went back in the store. So we approached the made-to-order station, and I said, hey, Kenny, why don't you try some hand sanitizer? They looked at me and said, you got to be kidding me. Well, I hope you found some humor in our Elmer's hand sanitizer experience. I have learned a valuable lesson. Never to use Wawa hand sanitizer again. All right, now to today's episode. In a previous episode, it was all a blur. I shared the story about my Nana and the toll it took on me emotionally. But I ended bittersweet in that episode sharing the eulogy of my Nana that I got to share at the church, and I entitled the eulogy Like a Sunflower, where I shared that my Nana was so much like a sunflower in many ways, how they position their face to always face the sun, how they're tough. There is factors about the sunflower that I extracted to compare to my Nana, and it wasn't ironic at all to me that her favorite flower in her life was always the sunflower. So with that in mind, like a sunflower, we're going to entitle this episode like a palm tree. And I want you to imagine yourself being a sunflower that is being tossed by the wind and the waves that's gone through tremendous amount of stress and weathering during this COVID-19 pandemic. And I'd like you to really tune in here. About a month ago, I started reading from a morning book called Daily Readings from It's Your Time by Joel Osteen. And I'm about halfway through, and there is one that really just got my attention. And it was called Be a Bounce Back Person. So if you're grabbing this book on to make sure that Joel Osteen gets the credit for this, this is his material, his content. I'm going to read a section out of it. And if you do have this book or want to find it, 
It's actually on page 131 in this book. So be a bounce back person. Check this out. After Hurricane Ike roared through Houston, we lost many huge oak trees, some of them four or five feet around. Those trees, which had looked as sturdy as can be, were no match for the 100 mile an hour winds. I saw pine trees 140 feet tall knocked down in yard after yard. Big trees, small trees, pines, oaks, elms, magnolias were brought down. None of them could withstand those hurricane force winds. There was just one type of tree that seemed to fare better than most others in this powerful storm. The skinny, flimsy palm tree. Do you know why palms held up so well? God designed the palm tree to bend but not break in high winds. The palm tree can bend all the way over until its top touches the ground and still not break. Palms may be bent over for four or five hours during a strong hurricane. You'd think that they would snap right off as thin as they were, but palms are resilient. They bounce right back. I can imagine Hurricane Ike huffing and puffing and thinking, I may not be able to uproot you, but at least I will keep you from ever standing up again. That hurricane just kept blowing. Old Ike thought he'd blown those palm trees off their roots. But when the hurricane ran out of steam, when Ike's winds died down, the palms bounced back. After the storm, the palms around Houston just rose up, fanned out their fronds, took a deep breath and said, Well, that was a nice breeze. Hey, where'd all the oaks and magnolias go? Why is that? God built resilience into the palm tree. It may get bent over by the forces of nature, but it is only a matter of time before the palm stands tall once again. Palm trees don't sweat storms. They weather them. During Hurricane Ike, our palm trees were not worried. They weren't depressed or thinking, Oh no, another hurricane. This will be the one. I'm sure it'll tear me up by the roots. Our palms were at peace. Our other trees were going down left and right, but the palm takes pride in its resilience. Palms know Almighty God put bounce in their bark. I learned something even more amazing about palms. Biologists say that during a hurricane when the palm tree is being bent and pushed over, its root system is actually strengthened by the stress, which gives it new opportunities for growth. When I read this morning reading, my heart leapt inside of my chest because it just was stirring. I thought, this is so epic. It explains so much about the DNA and the makeup of how we, not just the palm tree, but how we as humans have been designed. We're designed to bend, not break, just like the palm tree. Yeah, maybe there's people out there that seemed to have it all. They had a lot of money and things were really going good. But what you don't know is like Warren Buffett says, you don't know who's skinny dipping until the tide goes out. There were so many successful, and air quotes, people out there that appeared to be doing really well. But truly, they were riddled with debt. They had no cash savings. They have one stream of income. And when that job was furloughed as a result of COVID-19 and they did not have income 
or their income was cut back. They immediately felt the pain. They were like the tall oaks and magnolias that seemed strong four to five feet around. But when the hurricane winds of COVID-19 came, those hundred plus foot trees snapped like twigs and they fell over, came crashing down. What was left standing? The palm trees. Now, if you're above the tropics, north or south, you don't see too many palm trees. But if you've been to Florida or the Caribbean or Mediterranean or some islands, you watch palm trees. And have you ever seen some video on the Weather Channel when they're showing a big hurricane and you see those palm trees waving in the wind, bending? You can see them literally bending over, touching the ground. Reminds me of that Dr. Seuss book, The Lorax, and those truffle trees, how thin they were and how they would bend completely over. That is the palm tree. How many of us have been putting the work in, building a proper foundation on the rock? How many of us have been saving our money, staying out of debt, having multiple streams of income if you own a business or you just have a job with something on the side? And when this hurricane came, we were bending left and right for hours, for days, for weeks, for months. But now as the COVID-19 hurricane is ending, all of the magnolias and oaks and maybe even the sequoias possibly are falling over and we are picking up those trees and cutting them up and burning them. But what about the palm trees that are still standing? Well, that morning reading from Joel, I love the part at the end that the biologists, the scientists are now finding out that the root system is literally designed to grow once it's bent. So the palm tree needs the storm in order to grow. The palm tree doesn't want the storm to just pass. It actually desires the storm because it's how it grows. Is the storm uncomfortable for the palm tree? Yes. Is there torture and pain and anxiety and stress for the palm tree during this time? Yes. But the palm tree stays in faith because it is grounded, completely grounded by this super strong root system, which is getting stronger with each bend. And once that hurricane ended, the palm tree stood right back up and said, All right, I'm ready to grow. And I ask you right now, solo cleaners, are you ready to grow? Have you been like a palm tree during this storm? Have you endured it? Have you been bent? Have you been stretched? You might not see it. It's under your foundation. It's in your root system. But those roots are stronger. So apply yourself right now and get yourself in the growth mode because you have been prepared for this season of growth. And listen, if you haven't been a palm tree for these past three to four months of this COVID-19 pandemic, it's okay if you were one of those other type of trees. It's okay. Become like a palm tree. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>